0: looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash ignite your acting career, or you can do a one-time donation at cash app. Cash app is dollar sign faucet media. Um, by doing this, this will keep us, uh, bringing you the content that you love from ignite your acting career. Uh, we've got all types of levels, uh, all the way from $5 monthly to a hundred dollars per month. You get general, uh, support ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Frank Fawcett, Ignite Your Acting Career podcast. Um, What's happening? We're here. We're back. Um, Yeah, I just have to be honest about, you know, my approach to this podcast. I, I definitely said I wanted to document my process of, uh, you know, igniting my acting career. And in that, we have to realize that there are wins and there are losses. And I think that's what's going to differentiate this instruction. I call it an instruction. Um, from any other advice you might get out there. We're not always going to win. And frankly, I've been in a place where I've been kind of low. Because I've been looking for an agent and a manager in L.A. for going on seven months (laughs) and you know, I've gotten, you know, luckily uh, introduced to a couple people they've passed, which is fine, you know, but I think what it is is like, I can always use this analogy, you know, it's kind of like the world series of poker, you know, when you watch the world series of poker on ESPN, you know, you see a big hand, you see ace king versus pocket aces and it goes down to the wire or, or a pocket pair versus a pocket pair. And it's exciting and it's, it's, it's really, you know, a big moment. It goes down to the river and somebody wins. And it's like, it's just this over and over and over again. All these wins. But the reality of actually playing in a poker tournament is that you will see more often 10-5 offsuit, 7-2 offsuit, just the worst hands in poker. And that's 90% of the game. And I want to tell you that 90% of this acting game is also 10-deuce offsuit (laughs) or 7-deuce offsuit. You know, it's a lot of, you know a lot of stuff that you don't see because you know, we're so used to seeing actors broadcasting their wins either on social media or, you know, in the best case scenario on screen, you know, but there's a lot more that goes into this. And, you know, like I said, I've been at a kind of a low point because it's just a little frustrating. You know, I feel like I have a lot to offer Hollywood as an actor. Um, Granted, I do other things that keep me busy in the industry, you know, around the industry. I'm working with a new lighting company. Should be doing some things with that. But, you know, my number one passion has always been acting. And uh, I would say right now is probably. Probably one of the most like busy times for an actor of my type, but I just can't seem to get past that first hurdle, which used to be easy, you know. I've even heard some people rationalize it and say that as an actor under 20, you have a better chance of somebody taking a risk on you. Whereas I'm past 20, you know. (laughs) And um, yeah, I don't feel like people are willing to take a risk on me right now. And that's disheartening because I feel like I have a lot of experience now. I'm a much better actor than I was in my 20s. Um, Also seen some things, you know, like I felt like when I come out of school, when I came out of school, I really was green still. You know, I moved to Los Angeles and like I was looking for some type of life experience to draw on to deep in my work to make it more rich and sometimes it wasn't there sometimes I had to fake it you know and you know unfortunately um, the way the industry is set up right now it's very insular you know they they're very into the having a ready-made package you know or or finding someone that they can basically just add water to, you know, someone who's got a career that's maybe they've been in a Sundance movie or they've been in something, you know, that's been popular. Um, and that person is more willing or, or they come from another country and they've, you know, done a bunch of work in their country. And that person is a much more appealing uh, person to put in to the roster, to give them a shot, to give them a go. I just want a shot, man. That's all I'm asking. And if anything, I would like this to stand as a testament to the process. And to let you know this is real, you know, like this is a lifelong career, obviously. It's a marathon and not a sprint, I am aware. But as actors, we're going to have bumps. You know, we're going to have adversity. And, you know, I feel like if you can make it through there, it's like, it's almost like the New York saying, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. You know, it's, it it is that. That is the game. That is the sport that we've entered into. And we have to valiantly go forth and put our best foot forward despite those things. So, you know, I'm not laying back in it. Uh, like I said, I'm doing a lot of other things that are related to the business, but also I'm going to change my approach. I'm going to start going to some of the people that can perhaps um, change that situation. You know, if I can't get the agent right now, it's time for me to go get the work. So I'm going to start going directly to the source. I'm going to start hitting up casting directors. I'm going to start hitting up producers i might know um other actors see what's going on you know i mean because once again it always comes down to your network i'm not gonna lie to you um it's it's one of the most consistent ways i've seen it work just an observation you know and like you know i i have a actress friend that was like early 2000s knocking them out the park series regular movies uh broadway tv and i came up- upon her at a certain point and uh she was having a downtime you know she was actually i don't know if it was she was too recognizable in some ways to kind of just slide in under the radar on some some projects um but things get real when you start accumulating you know She had bought the big house on the West Coast and, you know, and uh, maintained her property on the East Coast, you know, and everybody has bills, you know, everybody has bills. So you have to kind (laughs) of you have to kind of figure out how to do it. But it it had kind of hit a little standstill. And so, you know, she had taken some time to regroup and um, I mean, still working. Mind you, this is a, a monster. You know, she. (laughs) <laughs> she is a beast. If you have, if you ever see one, man, she's uh, always going to make something happen. But, you know, in, in essence, she was taking a pay cut to keep things going, you know? And so she worked it out and uh, now she's working regularly again. You know, it's, it's things like that. You don't remember in your moments of adversity, you know, because if you've got, you know, I don't know, $10,000 worth of bills coming out of your account every month, no matter, uh, whether Hollywood is checking for you or not, you know, things become very stressful. They become very, um, very, every job becomes precious and, and every, every move you make has to be calculated, you know? And, uh, you know, like I said, she was able to come out on the other side of it and, You know, I think sometimes at that point I've seen people actually shift their lives and kind of, you know, get into battle mode, get lean. You know, you stop, you know, having so many investments or properties or whatever, and you start to slim down your portfolio until things the ship rights itself. In her case, she didn't have to slim down anything because she was good. I think she had enough in savings, you know, and that's something else that, you know, we need to really talk about as actors. You know, I know it's, it's uh, it can be a beautiful thing to be a starving artist, but (laughs) there are times where we have to be diligent about, you know, putting together a budget, putting together a savings account, you know, when we have those up moments, because we don't know, uh what the next day will bring that's a sad thing and you know there is a way to build uh a career but we have to be conscious of the fact that you know an up day and uh you know good money could be followed by a period of inactivity and and uh not so good money <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, so, you know, keep me in your thoughts. I'm still moving forward. I'm still uh, grinding, as they say. Um, Yeah, and uh, make sure that you um, follow, subscribe. Um, I'm on Instagram at Ignite Your Acting Career. Um, Let's get that Instagram channel going because I feel like – going to be important for things going forward i've got some plans It's of course youtube i'm start adding a video element to this if not just an audio element on the youtube page i know i've said i was going to do it for a while but as we know life gets in the way um so let's see what else is going on today there's plenty of um stuff happening in Hollywood. I heard a good story about, uh, well, not a good story, but, um, ah, this is a big one, big one. Um, Scarlett Johansson. She got into a little hot water this week. Um, when she made comments that were allegedly taken out of context, Um, let's see. And the internet, (laughs) the internet kind of brought her to task for that. So this is, uh, they hit her with a lot of memes and everything, but let me, let me explain what's going on. Um, this is from the national review. Um, the Hollywood a-lister, it says the mob comes for Scarlett Johansson again and wins again. The Hollywood A-lister had nothing to apologize for. Political correctness kills art. Rendering it bland, which is why it was encouraging, when Hollywood A-lister Scarlett Johansson said that as an actress, she should be able to play any person or any tree or any animal. Uh, A little backstory. Uh, Scarlett Johansson got into a little hot water with her casting in a couple films. I believe one of the characters was... An anime character from, I want to say Akira. Was it Akira? I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm sure they'll tell me in the story further, but uh, there was a lot of pushback because Scarlett Johansson uh, is not Asian. So, you know, there was a little issue with that. And I think there was another character that was a transgendered character that she was going to be playing as a woman uh, and there was a pushback from that as well. So she feels like in a particular position of vulnerability in this topic. Um, There's a point that she has about the fact that, you know, as actors, we want to be able to play everything we can. And I honestly feel like theater is more of the, the realm for that. We've, been stretched in theater we played everything I played a man in his 60s one time and uh feel like I was able to pull it off even though I was in my 30s I don't know how I got cast as that (laughs) I did know the director but you know I think he wanted to work with me more than anything and it was um you know gradual he grew older so I got to play him young and got to play him old But anyway, moving on, no doubt Johansson would make a very sexy tree and a very bold badger besides, but her claim to be able to play any person sparked furious controversy. I mean, just who does she think she is? This is the first time the world's highest paid actress, a woman who pretends to be others for a living, has had a run in with woke culture. Now, that's funny that they bring up woke culture because they're saying as a pejorative here, um, woke culture is necessary in a way. But there are times where I do feel like it tips into the realm of um, policing, which is unfortunate because I feel like like, well, I feel like since it's a positive thing, it should be, uh, you know, these studios should be asked for diverse casting. These, you know, yeah, we go into this all the time, you know, I, uh, but there is a underlying sentiment in Hollywood that something that is different is somehow worse or changing how it's always been. Sure. It's changing how it's always been, but, It might be for good reason. It might be a good, good thing. And so while Scarlett Johansson feels like she might be being oppressed, (laughs) I'm telling you, she's still in a good position because she's been working for 20 years here nonstop. Uh, Moving forward, earlier this year, um, Scarlett Johansson reluctantly withdrew from a film which she was slated to play a transgender man is what I was talking about. Uh, she had stood by her decision at first following the story, uh, following an outcry from LGBTQ activists, but then bowed to pressure. I am grateful that the conversation regarding inclusivity in Hollywood continues. She told out, I am thankful that this casting debate, albeit controversial, has sparked a larger, larger conversation about diversity and representation in film. Uh, and after a furious backlash from her recent comments, she has capitulated again, explaining that her remarks had been edited for clickbait and widely taken out of context. She reiterated that she, of course, understands the needs and demands of the LGBTQ community. As National Reviews, Rich Lowry put it, the mob always or usually wins. And now, see, this is this is where you get in the dicey area. You know, you want to refer to the woke culture as the mob, but then you don't want to admit any fault in the way the practice has been for years, for <laughs> we're going on centuries. We cannot have a a a Hollywood that is not representative of the people it's allegedly serves. You know, it it really gets kind of tiring to have to push back against this, but you know, I'm not just going to let you let you say everybody's a mob that, you know, they put pressure on her and she should be you know i don't know pitied i don't know this is <laughs> we're talking about millionaires here <laughs> anyway of course to those of us who live outside the confines of the culture of woke culture this is all extremely silly but it's worth unpacking nonetheless if only to show how such twisted logic and bully boy tactics will continue to damage the creative industries, ruining not only films, but comedy, literature and music too. the argument more screamed out than expressed. Is it is that because Johns Johansson was not transgender when she accepts the role of a trans person, she is both insulting the trans community by appropriating their lived experience and robbing them of the opportunity to play themselves. Uh Yes. <laughs> Neither, that's uh, that should be a rhetorical question. There's a lot of privilege rolled into that statement. But uh, the sheer narcissism of this is breathtaking. Films are promo- premised on the concept of people pretending to be others in order to tell a story. In other words, the focus isn't supposed to be on the actors when the actual subject is on screen. We call it a documentary or a reality show. As for appropriation, well, frankly, where does it end? Must all Jewish characters be played by Jews? Must one-legged Spanish kings be played by one-legged Spanish kings? And in the context of the trans debate, are trans people to be excluded from playing cis people? If the argument is simply for greater representation, then why not make the sky the limit for actors from tiny minority groups? Why suggest that trans people must be shoehorned into roles that align perfectly with their own stories? Um, I would say, for example, the Huffington Post recently ran a story about the transgender transgender male to female baritone who played the title character in Mozart's Don Giovanni. That's a man who identifies as a woman playing a man. That's the spirit. (laughs) But sadly, the activist outrage machine isn't interested in remedying its own contradictions, taking such issues into consideration or making any sort of compromises. As long as it remains hungry for enemies, the beautiful heads will keep on rolling as art gets worse and worse. Now, I'm glad I read this article because I feel like, and that's, read, that's written by Madeline, Madeline Kearns, William F. Buckley Fellow in Political Journalism at the National Review Institute. She is from Glasgow, Scotland, and is a trained singer. So a fellow artist wrote this. And, you know, I, I got to say, there's a new streak in this industry of people who are quite aware of a situation that they sit in but are very much um hungry for more you know and at all costs with no regard to who might be uh who might be injured in the process you know like so the the interesting thing is because now we have a f- feedback loop that is social media. um You're starting to hear responses that were once, you know, it was once, it was once in these decisions were being made in a vacuum. And so, you know, though you want to, you know, push this off as some type of, um isolated, you know, what do they call it? Um <laughs> what do they call it? Uh people being p- people's fragility, you want to push it off as them being sensitive when if the LGBT community actually says, hey, I think we could do this in a more equitable way. Or we could do this in a in a more realistic way, even. Like, the fact that Scarlett Johansson not being a transgender, playing a transgender, sure, it gives you a chance to stretch as an actor, but there is a transgender actor out there that isn't getting male or female roles or any cisgender roles, and then they can't even play themselves. You see, you see the, the the, you see the, issue it creates it creates it creates disadvantage you know and like i think what it is before is they never had to really answer to anybody and and i say they as in i guess the people who are making decisions you know not to get so political but i mean i think it's just what we need to take from this moment and scarlett johansson has since apologized and you know apparently was a great advocate for, um, the rules. I should find out what movie that was so I can have it for the record's sake. Um, the first movie where she was trying to, um, let's see Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that wasn't. Oh, it wasn't that. Oh, yeah, it was. It was Akira. <laughs> I should know. It's a great, great anime movie. Um, But, yeah, so, yeah, back, what was I saying? Um, I just think, I think, well, in this landscape that we're in, where we have Twitter and we have Instagram and we have Facebook and we have uh, you're starting to hear a vocal, a vocal minority having pushback to an establishment that has been running roughshod over all all of the films that are made. So, so we sit here and we decide that we have to decide whether we want to be tone deaf or we want to. Listen to people. You know, we have to understand if we want to, um, t- to, to make decisions that are inclusive. And I know what it is, you know, because I've seen it before. And trust me, um, there's, there's a feeling that, and I think I talked about this last episode too. I think there's a feeling that somehow, the way things have been are changing and that means that the pendulum is swung far in the other direction and i'm going to tell you right now as as a black actor i don't see any black a list actors out here and you can argue samuel jackson has been in big movies but the black A list does not exist, really. So, um, if, as long as you can go down the list of white actors that are actually, you know, in that category who are making quite a substantial bit of money, um, I don't see a lot of change in that regard. You know, there's very few black actors, in, and I'm just using this as an example because you could say the same about Asians, um, Hispanic, even LGBTQ. I don't see a lot of people commanding top dollar in this industry. And we know bottom line is dollar rules today in Hollywood. And. For, for us to say that, you know, well, it's gone too far in the other direction. Well, then I would be seeing the exact same thing that I see, um, in other groups, you know. It would be a top tier full of, you know, people who could pretty much walk into any movie they wanted to do and get it greenlit, you know. So anyway, long political discussion, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think informative. I don't know. Do you agree? Sounds so beautiful. Don't you agree? Anyway, this has been Frank Fawcett coming to you for a short Ignite Your Acting Career. Um, Once I get to a more stable place, I'm going to probably expand these episodes. So be looking forward to that. I'm going to start coming to you a little more regularly and um, in a longer form, hopefully. You know, that'll be exciting. So like I said before, follow me. Um, I'm at ignite acting on Twitter. I'm on ignite your acting career on Instagram. Have not opened Facebook yet. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to, I'm pretty sure there's a like page there. So if you come across it, like it, <laughs> um, can't tell you much more there, but, um uh, as I always say, like, I need to come up with a tagline. As I always say, if you're not igniting, keep fighting. Yeah. No, I'm glad I did this episode. I feel a lot better now. It's good to get things out, you know. But um, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.